Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey folks, Tony Segretto here. You know, since day one, Catholic Health Services has been part of old school. And since we've started letting people know about them, it's changed their lives. You see, Catholic Health Services, while being recognized as one of the top places for stroke rehab in the country, it's also about a group of people who not just excel in what they do, from the doctors to the nurses to the therapist, on and on and on. It's how they do what they do every single day that separates them from the pack. They do it with a passion, unmatched, and the inclusion of family in every step of the process. Trust me when I tell you this. If you want the best unmatched rehab with a special group of skilled, caring people, there is truly only one place, and that one place is Catholic Health Services. Welcome one and all to another edition of After Hours with Defund Luby here on the Believe Network. Today, our guest is a man that's been in showbiz a long time and still kicking ass and taking names to this day. The film, The Enormity of Life, comes out, video on demand, virtual cinema, and digital this Friday, July 22nd. You know him from Road Trip, Rat Race, Designated Survivor, Franklin and Bash, Robot Chicken, Clueless, Garfield. Over 80 credits we are joined by today. Brecken Meyer today on After Hours. Good morning, good afternoon, Brecken. How you doing? Good morning. How goes? It's going well. Uh, big fan of yours for a long time, all the way back to Clueless to this day. Franklin Abash designated survivor. Uh, the enormity of life seems you've done a lot of big commercial success. This feels more independent, feels more raw, feels more real. How did you get involved with the enormity of life, and what can we expect from the enormity of life? Yeah. You're right. It's definitely a departure for me. And, uh, you know, part of the fun of doing independent films is, you know, these are movies no one's getting rich doing. They're doing it for the love of the game. And this was just an interesting story that came across. And I started reading it. And when you, you know, as an actor, you read a lot of scripts. And I had no idea where this movie was going every single page, but I wanted to see what was going to happen. And I can tell you this if anybody, it comes out Friday, and it is definitely a conversation starter. Not to give anything away, there's a very interesting ending i will say some say polarizing but uh it definitely be, strikes up conversation and it's this kind of adorable little uh no pun intended road trip movie about this uh this young guy and this these single mom and her daughter that he tries to help with uh inheritance he receives Reagan, what's interesting is and you going back to clueless have done blockbusters whether it's tv shows or films and independent films have always been around, but it, it sort of, you know, was this art house kind of niche thing. I feel like until the last 10, 15 years where Netflix, Amazon, um, all the streamers really put independent films to the forefront to me. It allowed a lot, not only filmmakers and actors to delve into that world, but to be embraced by a broad, look, myself, I'm a sports fan, right? Like, so I didn't always find the indie film, but it's right there front and center. And I've gotten a lot more television viewing series wise and film wise when it comes to independence, and I've really grown to enjoy these films because the writing is spectacular, the acting is real, and the storytelling is something you don't always get in the blockbuster. Like, is that something that drew you to this world? Absolutely. I mean, this this movie was one of those movies where a studio probably would not make this. Mm-hmm. And again, I don't want to give anything away, but a studio would probably not make this type of movie. And it was a movie that I would definitely want to see. And that's one of the things as an actor when I read stuff is, would I want to see this? And this was one that I wanted to see. And so to do that, I signed on as an actor and as a producer to uh, make sure people could see it. And again, I think the one benefit of having all the streamings and all the things, the little hockey pucks in our houses and the Roku's and the Alexa's yeah. series and all that is that people can go and check it out. 
People can find it. It's not hard to find now, which is tough with independent films and movie theaters because you're like, oh, there's one theater in town that shows independent <laughs> movies. And the one good thing is there's 4,000 channels on your TV that will show independent movies now. As someone who's sort of grown up in Hollywood, I mean, you've been doing things since your teen years all the way to deep adulthood. We've seen things change. Where it's funny, I have a buddy who's a writer and producer, and when uh, he they signed a huge deal to Netflix he, a few years ago, when Netflix started doing the original stuff, and I was sort of sad for him, and he laughed at me. He's like, what are you talking about? He's like, this is spectacular. He's like, this is so great for us yeah. because it's more content. It's more people getting a chance. Where was this sort of club before? Now it's more open. Like, how have you, how has it changed you? Have How have you accepted sort of the growth of Hollywood and entertainment? I mean, you know, we, we, I'm still also, you know, it's a, it's a push and pull, which is, you know, I still love going to the movie theater. Yeah. I really do. I saw, you know, uh, everything everywhere all at once. The movie I recently went by myself, popcorn. I even took a photo of it because I was in such a good mood. Nice. Going to the movie theaters, back at a movie theater. So I really do enjoy that. But I also like that I can go home and find a movie that no way in hell is going to be playing in my city. <laughs> but I can get it on my TV. So it is balancing the two of those things, but there are certain things that are the benefit, which is a little movie like this probably wouldn't get seen in theaters if they were just relying on that. Um, so hopefully this gives a voice or a chance or a spotlight for the little movies that you wouldn't necessarily see, but really enjoy. The Normandy of Life out video on demand virtual cinema, and digital this Friday, July 22nd. Breckenmeyer, one of the stars of it, looks really good. And it's one of these films that I've actually, again, I never thought about watching independent things because it had that moniker. But a lot of the times it's a lot, it's yeah. just, look, I keep using the word real, but it's just the storytelling brings you in where you don't need all the flash. And you got, I'm sure it'll have it too, but it just, it, it's the kind of things I've always was looking for and didn't know I was. Um, let me ask you, what else do you have working? Because we know you're a busy guy between TV, movies, everything that's in these entertainment world. What do you have coming up on top of the enormity of life? Uh, well, this one comes out on Friday, and then we're back into the uh, robot chicken uh, nice. sweatshop to go start writing our new season. Okay. Uh, so I'll be uh, playing with Seth, writing our new season of Robot. You've done a lot of TV, done a lot of movies before I let you go. What is it, like, how... Is it for you to do something that's on the bigger scale when it's a movie or a series? What do you like more or less? What is it? How does it differ for you as an actor? You know, they're real different. Sometimes it's nice to do, you know, I like the consistency of being on a show where you yeah. kind of have your temporary family that you see every day for years on end, like Franklin and Bash. And then I also love the idea of going away on an adventure with a movie and coming home six weeks later, having been a totally different person for six weeks. It's, uh, it's quite fun. So, I overuse the word, but I really like both aspects of it. So that's why I kind of keep jumping around from, you know, last year I did that show Good Girls for their last season. Yeah, that was great. And then jumping over to Robot, jumping over to Normandy of Life. I like to kind of keep it, I like to mix it up. You know, I think if you can keep your job interesting, you probably keep doing it. So I try to keep it interesting. This man's always interesting, been following his career a long time. You should check out the Normandy of Life this Friday. July 22nd, and also the next season of Robot Chicken, working on it now, will come out soon enough. Breck and Meyer, thank you for joining us, man. Hopefully talk to you again soon. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. All right, be well. Breck and Meyer, yes, that's a name. He's one that a lot of times you'll see uh, actors and you'll know the face, but not the name, or sometimes you know the name, but not the face. He's one that's been around a long time and been in enough things that you know both the name and the face. One of the stars with... Um, Zach from Say by the Bell.
Mark Paul Gossler, that was his name. Look at me, uh, bringing it back. They were the stars of Franklin and Bash, was on for a few years. Watched a little bit of that, but was a huge... Look, my sister growing up, maybe I'll date myself, loved Clueless, and he was a big part of Clueless uh, in his younger years, and then was a part of Designated Survivor, and... I grew up road trip was a huge deal. I loved road trip. And I it's funny, we don't get enough time with these guys, so I didn't get into it, but I want to talk about road trip because road trip was classic. And Tom Green was a big deal of that movie. Um he rat race as well. And he's been in a lot of stuff, man, in between TV and movies, and he's done a really good job. This movie looks cool, and it's so funny because I kept sort of I wasn't trying to harp on it, but the idea of indie films, because when I was growing up, you know, indie films weren't everywhere. It was hard to see. Yeah, if you had HBO once in a while, you got something, or TNT. They would find their way when they would get really popular, but you didn't just, you didn't see a bevy of them. And as someone who's like a sports fan, as a dude's dude, I wasn't running to see an indie film. It had this stigma to it. But what's cool about the streamers, and that's why I said it, between Netflix and Amazon and Hulu, Apple TV, Disney+, Plus even a little bit, you get this content that you never would have realized existed, you never knew existed, and it's really well done. I mean, the, uh, and it's not just small, you get unknown actors, but you'll get big-time actors, because a lot of the time with these big-time films, the writing's fine, but it's about the effects, it's about the cinematography, all that other stuff. You don't really, the, the scripts only matter so much. The writing only matters so much. When you really want to show your acting chops, when you really want to get into something, a lot of the time, it's in the indie world. And these streamers have allowed independent filmmakers, writers, and actors who want to do more independent cinema to grow. It's given more opportunities, and it's allowed it to really come to the forefront and get, if not equal billing, if not top billing, at least get attention when it comes to entertainment. So a guy like Breckenmeyer, who, if you look at his credits, is over 80. Like, he's done a lot of writing, producing, and a lot of acting in bigger things, bigger mainstream things but he, it's interesting to see him delve into this world to show a different side of himself he said it's it's not always it's not usually what i do look as a, an entertainer as a host as an analyst you don't want to be pigeonholed right we don't want to be pegged into one thing if you look if you're successful at one thing it's cool and you're fine with it and you accept it and you're appreciative of the success but you always want to show what else you can do and i give him credit for delving into this world in the normandy of life looks really interesting it's a really cool storyline and it's sort of a departure for him which i like i i actors don't always rise up to the new content but guys like brecca meyer sort of fun free loose uh, roles, it's cool to see him trying something different, and I'm sure he, his personality will shine through, because Breckenmeyer has been very consistent in who he is, and whenever he's on the designated survivor, he was like the younger brother, um, sort of haphazard guy, he always seemed road trip, he was a more serious dude, um, but still, he's always that, he throws the one-liners, the funny dude, Franklin Abash was a similar character, cool to see him do something different, and I'm, I'm very interested in it, you know, the enormity of life, out Friday, July 22nd, we did have the Major League Baseball All-Star Game last night. Uh, sort of boring. It, it really was indicative of what baseball is. You had offense versus defense, so you thought you'd get a lot of offense. Well, the problem is it's home run or nothing. That's what the game was. You had, I think, three home runs, four home runs. You had two solo shots in the NL. Oh, no, no. I think the NL worked a run and had a solo shot. The AL had a two-run shot and a solo shot. So you had three home runs accounting for... All but one of the five runs in the game. And 
it wasn't like it was a pick. That's the thing. It's not a, the pitchers did well, but it's not like we, the pitching is so spectacular. Yeah, all guys are throwing fast, fine. But what the deal is, is what this game has become. It's home run or nothing. And guys are trying to hit jacks, 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 that when they don't hit it, they strike out or they ground out or they pop out. And that's, it moves fast. So the time isn't the issue everyone thought it was. It's the game itself. The way it's played is, ugh. Baseball always was quote-unquote boring, but it wasn't definitively boring. Things happened, and there was showmanship, and there was fun, and there was action. Now there's nothing. Like, I didn't watch it, and I didn't feel bad. Literally, in the middle of the game, 20 NL batters went down without getting on base in a row. Like, come on. Like, and the pitching's good, and there's good pitching. But there's always been great pitching. But the hitters can get to the pitchers. That's what happens in these all-star games. That's what's cool about it is you see the, you see, you'll see a Maddox, you'll see a Johnson, you'll see a Pedro strike guys out, but then you'll also see a Bonds and a Pujols and a Trout go and mash it. Like, you get to see both sides. Last night, you didn't. You saw Stan hit a jack, and that was wonderful, and that was cool, and the AL hit another homer to, to win, and Stan in his, uh, the park he grew up going to as a now Yankee won the MVP, and that was cool. But three to two, and not three to two because you're seeing great scintillating pitching. Three to two because baseball is boring, <laughs> and I don't know what you do about it. But every sport, look, baseball's raised and lowered mounds and done things with the fences and done things with the ball to add runs. Right? Well, there's got to be a way to try and get action. No one gets on base anymore. They don't steal bases. Average is a statistic no one cares about. Well. When averages mattered, you had more action. So maybe we should care about average. I, I, to get on the soapbox, and I'm not that old. I just grew up loving baseball, and a lot of us grew up with baseball. Like, even if basketball and football were your favorite sports, you still, baseball was there. You paid attention to it. I don't pay any attention to baseball anymore at all. And it's just weird. And, and it makes the All-Star game, the Homer Derby, I watched some of it because it was cool to see pool holes sort of turn back the clock and be effective and be, and compete. But I stopped watching by the finals because it gets old. It gets it just gets slow. We've seen home runs aren't this brand new thing for us anymore. It's not this special moment. It's all that happens. It's home runs or strikeouts. Like to see a guy hey back 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 as Berman used to say, okay. <laughs> like I almost want to see a stolen base. Like all the things that we took for granted in baseball before are the things I miss. Look, you have camps opening up in the NFL. Rookies coming this week. Veterans next week. NBA. The off season has been. It's so funny. We've had a lot of rumors and reports, so it's felt like there's been a lot going on and re-signings and some moves, but it's been boring. Durant throwing himself out there and then the Nets not getting a good enough trade has slowed everything down. Mitchell's a guy that probably would have moved already, but because they're waiting on Durant, neither it seems like he's going to move. So nothing's going on there. Um, hockey is super in the offseason right now. So baseball's what we have and baseball is slow. <laughs> so definitely excited that the NFL is coming around this Week and next week, we have the preseason starting the beginning of August. We have college football starting the end of August. Then we get back into the swing of things when it comes to the sports world. Again, thank you to Breck and Meyer for joining me here today. If you want to check us out each and every morning, Google The Defoe Show with Luby. Google South Florida Live. Go to YouTube. The Depot, Look up The Defoe Show with Luby or South Florida Live. Same thing with Facebook, The Defoe Show with Luby. South Florida Live. Check us out each and every morning live, 7 to 9 a.m., Check us out with our South Florida content. You're a big South Florida sports fan. We do a lot of South Florida things with Five Reasons Sports, the Five Reasons Sports Network. And here, weekly, almost daily, a lot of days each week, right here, our national content on the Believe Network. After Hours with Defoe and Luby. For the absent Defoe, again, thank you to Breck and Meyer. Thank you for tuning in. 
Don't forget, whether you're a baseball fan of old, baseball fan of new, you're trying to remember why you loved it. You got to believe. Hey, folks, Tony Segreto here. Let me ask you a question. What do you look for when you go out to eat? Good food, obviously. Friendly atmosphere, not too loud, but good energy, reasonable prices, and a place where you feel comfortable. All those ingredients, <laughs> no pun meant there, are hard to find unless you're talking about the Texas Roadhouse. You see, they encompass all of those attributes. Really, really good food, amazing atmosphere, good for a family, good for a date, or just a night out for yourself, and prices that will make you extremely happy. Their ribs unmatched. Steaks hand-cut every day. Everything, and I mean everything, is made on site, including their incredible bread. It's the one day, folks, that you can forget about low-carb diets. Trust me when I tell you, Texas Roadhouse, your restaurant, your destination, when you say, where should we go and eat tonight? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.